Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self-awareness, sustainability and consistency, training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Right, welcome back. This is episode 140, and today I am answering a question that we have gotten literally hundreds, if not thousands of times over the last 10 years of working with individuals, both one-on-one and in the group setting. It's something that is often discussed in social media, or I should say on social media as well, but I am here to give you the no-bullshit, credible, practical legitimate answer that you've been searching for. So the question is, is pre-workout bad for you? The short answer is no. But I want to dive into some details to provide you with the information you need to make the decision for yourself on whether or not you should be taking pre-workout. So first, what is it? In case you are not familiar, pre-workout is a supplement, and it's more specifically a stimulant, designed to physiologically, or excuse me, psychologically, definitely not physiologically, at least fully, to psychologically prepare you to train, there are some physiologic benefits as well. So generally, pre-workouts contain a combination of the following ingredients, caffeine, beta alanine, and creatine. As far as caffeine goes, usually there's anywhere from 150 to upwards of 300 plus milligrams per serving. That's the equivalent of, you know, three, maybe even four cups of coffee, depending on the size of the cups that you're drinking. As far as beta alanine goes, there's usually 1.5 to 3.5 grams per serving. And with creatine, it's anywhere from one to three grams in most cases. Now, here's the caveat. Those ingredients that I just discussed, those are the primary ingredients. But there's often a laundry list of additional ingredients that include artificial sweeteners, other stimulants, and shit that you can't even pronounce, and shit that I have no idea what it is, so I'm not going to go into detail and drop a bunch of names and ingredients that I have no clue where they're originating from. Plus, the supplement industry is not regulated by the FDA. So unless the product is certified by a third-party tester, such as Labdoor, that's Lab Door, not Labrador, like the dog. <laughs> you can check them out. They're an incredible organization. If it's not certified by somebody like them, then there is no way to be certain that what's on the label is what's truly in the supplement. So the biggest thing that I want you to be aware of in terms of pre-workout is the amount of caffeine in the product. 
as well as your total caffeine consumption throughout the entire day. So let's think of an example, and this is likely most of you listening. Most of you probably wake up and you have one or two cups of coffee in the morning to get yourself going. If you're not a coffee drinker, maybe some other kind of caffeine ingestion, like through some, I don't know, energy drink or tea or something. Maybe even it's like diet soda, but you have some kind of caffeine in the morning to get you going. If it's two cups of coffee, let's say that's 150 to 200 milligrams of caffeine. So boom, you're at that number for your day. Then usually around two o'clock, you kind of get that lull in the day. You need a little pick-me-up. You have one more cup. So let's just call that another 100 milligrams to make the math easy. So now you've consumed 300 milligrams on the day. Now, according to research, 300 to 500 milligrams is the recommended slash tolerable amount of caffeine for an individual to consume per day. So if you have two cups of coffee in the morning, one in the afternoon for a pick-me-up, you're already at 300 milligrams. You're already on the low end. Then, if you're someone who consumes pre-workout, now you're talking about ingesting another 150 to 300 milligrams, which if it's 150, sure, you're still technically within that 300 to 500 tolerable range. But if it's 200, 300, now you're at the max end, if not uh, exceeding the range. That is a lot of caffeine to consume in a 24-hour period. Because caffeine has a half-life of five and a half hours. So here's what I'm getting at. The two cups you had in the morning, the one in the afternoon, not the end of the world. But if you're someone who trains after work, now you're ingesting an additional, let's just use 200 as an example, 200 milligrams of caffeine from your pre-workout right before you go to the gym. That 200 milligrams you're taking in, let's say it's at five o'clock that is going to be in your system well beyond 10 p.m. Because if the half-life of caffeine is five and a half hours or about that, that means only half of it has exited or been digested or metabolized through your system within five hours. So by 10 p.m., you still have 100 milligrams of caffeine in your system because only half of it has been metabolized or processed. And then that's gonna begin affecting your sleep quality, your ability to downregulate, even manage stress. It's going to impact cortisol levels at some point, you know, over a prolonged period of time. So that is going to lead to other problems outside of just whether or not should you take the pre-workout, whether or not is pre-workout quote-unquote bad for you. So that's, those, that's something really, really important to consider is how much caffeine are you ingesting throughout the entire day and at what times are you ingesting that caffeine because that can have a huge impact on other areas of your life, such as your sleep. That covers the caffeine then. So what about the other two primary ingredients, beta-alanine and creatine? Beta-alanine is the shit that makes your skin tingle. It's the stuff that makes you feel like you want to scratch and itch every part of your body. And I'm not talking about meth. I'm talking about beta-alanine. It's a non-essential amino acid. That's what beta-alanine is. But it's not used by the body to synthesize protein like most amino acids are. Beta-alanine actually, when you ingest it, and just as it's occurring within your body, excuse me, as you ingest it, because it's a non-essential amino acid, it actually combines with histid let me let me see if I can pronounce this correctly histidine and it produces something called carnosine 
and I might be mispronouncing that as well, so if someone's listening, you can correct me. Carnosine has been shown to reduce lactic acid accumulation in muscles during exercise and athletic performance. So let me break this down a little bit further so you understand what's going on. When you exercise, glucose is broken down for energy, right? Because you need to break down glucose for energy production. As intensity of exercise increases, lactic acid is produced, which is then converted into something called lactate. Now, lactate produces hydrogen ions. This is getting kind of sciencey, but just stick with me because I'm not going to stay on it for very long. Hydrogen ions reduce the pH level in your muscles, making them more acidic, which causes fatigue that you experience, the fatigue you feel when you're doing high-intensity workouts or any kind of workout. Carnosine, which we talked about earlier, serves as the buffer against that lactic acid, reducing the acidity of your muscles and in turn increasing your time to fatigue or exhaustion. So that's the advantage of beta-alanine. When you consume or supplement beta-alanine, it combines with histidine, which then produces this carnosine, which helps you buffer lactic acid. So that is what we're looking at there when we're talking about beta-alanine and what, why is it included in pre-workout? What are the benefits? It helps to buffer against that lactic acid or that acidity, which improves or increases your time to exhaustion. In other words, delaying fatigue. So that covers beta-alanine. Now, as far as creatine is concerned, creatine, specifically creatine monohydrate, is by far the most researched supplement on the planet. There are literally thousands of research articles that you can pull up on PubMed or any of the other publishing sites for uh, scientific research and read through. It is So to give you an idea of what creatine actually is, it's not just a supplement. It's naturally found in your muscle cells. It's pure, easily accessible energy for short-duration, high-powered, or high-intensity efforts. Think 100-meter dash one rep max, clean and jerk, etc. Things that last 10 seconds or less in most cases. And creatine has actually been shown time and time again in the research to improve power output, muscular strength, and even muscular growth or hypertrophy. Now, if it occurs naturally in the body, what's the point of supplementing it? The purpose of supplementation is to increase these phosphocreatine stores in your muscle. That's why you see folks who do supplement creatine, they go through what's called a loading phase, and then once they progress through that, they continuously supplement a few grams per day. Now, with creatine, not only has it been shown to improve power output as well as muscular strength and muscular growth, but it's also been associated with improving cellular signaling, the increase of anabolic hormones, greater cellular uh, hydration, what else? Um decreased levels of myostatin. You don't need to worry about what that is. So there are a lot of positive benefits associated with creatine supplementation. So it's not bad, like you'll hear a lot of people try to portray. It actually has a lot of benefit that's supported by research. All that said, one of the last things I want to touch on here is about, okay, you've given me all the information, Derek. Now, should I take it or should I not? How often should I take it? Because clearly we've established that it's not necessarily bad for you, but you ultimately have to make the decision of whether or not it's for you. 
something that Jordan Syatt, which if you don't follow him, you should go check him out on Instagram, at Syatt Fitness. He is an absolute beast. I love him. But he said something once that really stuck with me. And he used an analogy explaining a typical week of training. Now, if you're training more than five days per week, number one, shame on you. You should be taking some rest days. But number two, this isn't going to correlate 100%, but stick with me. Let's say you train five days per week or you work out five days per week. In most cases, week over week, you're going to have one day or one session where you feel really fucking fired up. You're going to be jazzed up. You're really going to want to go train. You're going to be excited. You're looking forward to it. You're motivated. And then you have a great workout. So that's one time per week. The next three times or the next three sessions, they may not be uh, successive or in order, but three more times throughout the week, you're probably going to be, eh. You're going to think, ah, you know, I don't necessarily want to train, but I also don't mind it either. I'll go in, I'll hit the session. It'll be an okay session. There won't be anything super spectacular about it. There also won't be anything terrible about it. And it will just be your standard, typical workout. Then... There'll likely be one day each week out of the five that you really, really, really don't want to train. You'd rather get hit by a bus than go into the gym and put the work in. And that's 100% normal, first off. But secondly, that is your opportunity to take advantage of something like pre-workout to help you get psychologically and physiologically prepped to go into the gym. I'm not going to say motivated because just because you're taking the supplement doesn't mean you're going to be motivated, but you'll get some of those responses from ingesting it that may make you more likely to go into the gym and have a more solid training session. So that's those are the moments where pre-workout can really be advantageous. So do you need, let's, say, let's start at the beginning. Is pre-workout bad for you? No. Do you need pre-workout? No. Are you a bad human if you take pre-workout? <laughs> no. Should you take pre-workout every day? Probably not. You need to make the decision of whether or not you're going to take pre-workout. But my recommendation to you would be to utilize it on the days where you're feeling a little more beat up, a little less motivated, a little more... Um, we'll just say less inclined to stick with your sessions and be consistent. Those are the opportunities to utilize something like pre-workout to help you move forward. When you're consuming it each and every day, our bodies are really fucking smart. They adapt to what we're exposing it to, to where eventually that pre-workout isn't going to provide all of the benefits that we discussed earlier. And instead, it's just going to add to the amount of caffeine and stimulation that you're consuming throughout the day which is going to lead to issues in other areas like stress management, sleep quality, etc. So that is our recommendation. Utilize pre-workout on that one day per week where you really don't want to be in the gym. And maybe it's on one or two of those days where it's just so-so, eh, I don't really want to go, but I, I, you know, I'm sort of indifferent. Use it in those instances. On the days you feel motivated, that you feel excited to train, pass on it. Let your body do what it's meant to do. So, all of that said, here are a few of the fi our favorite pre-workouts based on quality, the effect that they have on the body, and the taste. Now, obviously, the effect on the body is going to differ per individual, but this is just based on our experience. 
So number one is First Form Project One or Megawatt. Now, full disclosure, we are affiliated with First Form, so they are going to be always in our in our top lists here when we go over supplements. But they are very high quality products. Um, they can contain roughly the amounts that we discussed earlier when it comes to caffeine, beta alanine, creatine, uh, and the taste is amazing. Uh, I love sour rainbow candy. It's the first form project one. It is my one of my favorite flavors of all time. But that's number one. Number two would be Legion. It's called Pulse. Legion is the brand. Pulse is the t- is the actual pre workout itself. Uh, another very high quality, very uh, tasty pre workout. Then there's Optimum Nutrition Platinum pre workout. This is what I used to take years and years ago, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, and then lastly, you could always just purchase individual ingredients and whatever, and you can take some away or add some, right? You can always just go with just beta alanine and creatine, or you could go just caffeine or caffeine and beta alanine, and you can buy these things individually in powder form and create your own little cocktail. Now, I would obviously be aware of how much you're putting into that concoction, but that is always an option. So that's our recommendation in terms of the brands as well as the option of piecemealing this together yourself. As I mentioned, we are affiliated with First Form. So if you're interested in trying Project One or Megawatt, the link for those will be in the show notes. It does benefit us if you utilize those links. So we would really appreciate the support if that's something you're interested in. If not, totally cool. But they will be there in the show notes. Uh, Check them out. As always, Ash and I appreciate you so much for tuning in. And until next time, we hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear on this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either ballistic.performance or ballistic performance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at trainballistic.com. Again, We appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.